the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome, Welcome to, to Worst, worst ever, ever Podcast. podcast. Oh, I like your enthusiasm. Yeah. Do well, it again. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Welcome, Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. Can you imagine if we were those people in real life? But we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Allah Khaled. And I'm your host, Christine Lakin. Allah, yes. you were late today. I was late. Late is late. Late is late. And I, I'm a, I freak out about being tardy. Well, yeah, because every time I'm, you think, you, anytime I walk in the door, you say you're late. And I'm not, even when I'm not. No, but you usually are late. I was trying to call you- I have two you. children. I have every right to be five okay, minutes well, late. Okay, well, that excuse is getting old. Because um, you have like eight nannies. I don't have eight nannies. <laughs> yes, I have one do. nanny. Okay, whatever. She's here all the time. But my kids, I, I understand that, but okay, my, it's so my kids. You have I'm to just trying to, I mean, It's actually, since you've had kids, you've had more help. That's true. So I, there's really no excuse of why you're always late. I'm not always late. Mostly. Five minutes is not right. Late. That's fashionable. Or, I mean, you at least have time to do your hair, which you obviously did not do today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me tell you. I got a dry bar two days ago because well, we did a holiday picture. It's like picture. static cling. Okay, well, I can't, I don't know what happens to me in the night. I feel like I just do rolls of like Tasmanian devil in the night because I, it looks so good when I go to bed and then I wake up and I'm like, what happened? Do you not have a silk pillowcase? I do. I just washed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but well, I got to put it back on. Okay. I I just found out, and I'm also bringing scrunchies back. I'm bringing scrunchies, scrunchies back. back. Oh, speaking of Justin. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. Did you see, I mean, obviously this is going to be late news because it's going to air later. Did you see that there's a possible, and I've known Justin since he was 12. And oh, no, a Me Too? No, not a Me oh. Too, but there was a alleged, allegedly. Affair? Well, that he was holding someone's hand under his co-star's hand under a table in a New Orleans bar. He was wasted. There's video, the whole bit. But it's I'm praying that this is just he was I bet drunk you and not true. He was stoned and he was just like Yeah. I mean, I've known him and his family. He's not that kind of guy, but I allegedly this is all allegedly. Oh, but who God. knows? Guys are guys. Holding someone's hand, is that even? Well, it was more question. than the, I mean, and our guests will probably chime in about it too, because she's in that realm. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, Let me ask you a question though. Go ahead. Do you feel that hand holding is cheating? No, it's not. It wasn't the way that he was holding the I'm hand. I'm not talking about Justin. Oh, okay. No, I don't think it's cheating. It just depends on how the hand is being held. Okay. <laughs> if it's being held next to your privates, probably cheating. No, I also, it's, if it's a caress. Of, if you're holding, like for instance, like say your friend, like say- I'm walking down the street and I'm like trying to grab you to like go across the street so that you're safe That's or whatever. Assault. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, one of the allegedly. Uh, um, yeah. I, so, but but if it's like under the table, like caressing the hand, I get then, it. It's yeah, a little weird. That's a little. If it's above the table, hand on hand. I just think it's the. That's. I think it depends on what's weird. happening in the situation. What are you talking about? Okay. If it's, it's just, I it's just all situational. Okay, but the things are changing, and millennials know more than we do. And sometimes I just have to ask the questions. Right. Listen, I'm so off kilter. I've been traveling for three weeks, and every hotel you that look I've, crazy. I know. I, I feel crazy. <laughs> every hotel that I've stayed at had no Bravo. 
Oh, no. I almost, I about died. I was like, so you should see my DVR right now. I'm like catching up on every Bravo, like the whole Bravo con thing. I missed. Like, I just fucking missed it. Oh, God. What are you going to do with your life? I'm trying to catch up before the holidays so I don't have, you know. To go home and, and neglect your families to catch up on BravoCon? Well, my sister <laughs> at her house does not have cable. So it's Ooh. Apple TV. It's tough. It's rough. Don't you have it on your phone though? Through the I have TV it on my app? phone. But what I do is I cancel my, I, I suspend my direct TV for the month that I'm gone for the holidays. So don't pay for the month. Because um. that's the great thing about direct TV and we're not. They're not paying us, by the way, but you should. Um, they never knew you could do that. Yeah, you can suspend it for like if like when I go to when I went to Atlanta, I suspended it for the five months right. I was gone because the thing about like cutting the cord, it was supposed to make all of our lives more simple, and it was supposed to make all of our lives cheaper. But for us, it hasn't because I just have all of the things: the Netflix, the Hulu, the Prime. Did you get the Disney? Plus? I haven't gotten it yet because I probably will, but I'm holding out because we also have Directv and we also have fucking Sunday Sports Ticket, right. Sunday Ticket. So now I I'm think- just I'm paying out the wazoo for everything because of sports. We'll never be able to get rid of cable. My husband would no. Like, unless I want to lose him to a bar three nights a week. I think what's going to happen eventually is that there's going to be a service that- it's just sports. No, that just combines all the streaming apps. Like a direct TV like a for streaming apps. Yeah, that'll just, you'll pay a lump sum and you'll get the Netflix, the Hulu, the all the network channels that you want. And I think basically eventually- all the things. I want all the things right, all the time. Eventually, I think that's what's going to, I mean, I don't know. I'm so behind. I can't figure out Instagram. So like, you know. You have problems. Okay, let's introduce our guest. Go ahead. Enough about your issues with cable. Today's my, my brother's hair. birthday, by the way, November 26th. Happy birthday, Khaled. Happy birthday, Khaled. I'm going to text him right now. DJ Khaled. Okay. He's not going to respond, but I'm going to wish him a happy okay. birthday. Tell him I said hi. He has no idea who I am. Um. Our next guest Go ahead. has her own podcast, and she is an actress in her own right. Go ahead. Her podcast is called Let's Talk About Britney, and girlfriend, we are going to talk about Britney. Her <laughs> name is Jen Zabrowski. Thank Hello. you. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Uh, Guys, are you I'm Polish? so happy. I am. Okay. I'm very Polish. I'm yeah. Czech, so we're Eastern Bloc. We got it covered over got here. It covered. Yeah. All of the the what it, what are they goulash? What did I have there? Gruel, goulash. There was a lot of weird beet soup. You I went to Poland? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, to the Czech Republic. <laughs> oh, Czech. Oh, Czech. You did? Yes, with my grandmother. Did years you go ago. to Prague? Yes. The interesting we thing about the Prague old is that they uh, they they serve corn on the cob on the street, yeah. like hot dogs. Yes, in well, New York, there's a lot you, of interesting food there. They do downtown LA too. Corn on the cob? Yeah, on the stick with the- um, Oh, the mayonnaise. Oh, with the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's delicious. But I always remember that in college, like when I arrived to Prague being like, the smell of corn, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's corn on the cob. How how fun. Uh, Have you been to um, Poland? I have not been to Poland, but- Your mother country. I know. I, I've never. I've never returned, but um, my pe- to see my people. But uh, but I eat a lot of gawamkis, pierogies. I love pierogies. That's the I potato. Love... What is a They're pierogi? like it, it's basically like a Polish dumpling, like uh, or like a ravioli type. Mm. A Polish ravioli. What's in it? it can be a number of things. My favorite is cheese and potato. Same. Oh, there's also a cabbage. There's mm. a mushroom. Is there a meat? Yeah, there's some, I have a chicken and a vegetable one in the freezer right now. Sounds like, like an empanada. 
Right. Yeah. Yes. You put them in water, boil them in water, or you can pan fry them. Oh, so it's doughy, but boil mm-hmm. it? So it yeah. is like a gyoza. Kind of. <laughs> yes. I like to have it with sour cream. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's a Apple good move. Too, good move. Also delicious. On yes. Mm. Okay. yes. 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 My mouth is watering. Um, okay, Jen, let's talk about, um, let's talk about, you went to Emerson. I went to Emerson College. I did. And there's a lot of us out here. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Emerson and Boston. 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 Okay. I'm getting it confused with Emory. Sorry. I was like, Atlanta? No. And how did um, you make your way out here? So if you go to Emerson, you can do an LA, there's an LA program. And it used to be at the Oakwoods. So it'd be, oh, it would right. be all Everyone college students. at the Oakwoods. For those fans who don't know, most, when you're first come to LA, if you're becoming an actor or a musician or whatever, there's corporate apartments, for instance, or if you're like from out of state and you're testing for something, usually, or are you doing shooting a pilot? They usually put you up at the Oakwoods. The corporate ap- apartment. For Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. And I lived in U321 with oh. Tova Dan. And we lived there for a semester. And I was an intern at Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, oh you were? I fun. went on to be their receptionist for three whole months. And <laughs> uh, and that's how I started my, my life here. And actually, my apartment at the Oakwoods. I would get Alicia Cuthbert's mail. Shut up. And so she so lived funny. there. And then yeah. it was really funny that Dan Levy, who yeah. you know, Christine, uh, we were at the uh, taping of his pilot, Tova, Dan, and I, my roommate from all those years ago. We hadn't seen each other in forever. And we're talking and Alicia Cuthbert is there to watch Adam Pally in Dan Levy's pilot. Oh my and he, God. And we're like, we have to tell her. Of when course. The, when the three of us have never been in a room together. Like Tova and I never see You're each other. You're probably thinking, I need to get back to my apartment and grab that mail and bring it right back. <laughs> so we're, like, <laughs> we're like, this is really weird, but we lived in your uh, unit at the Oakwoods and we're like, you three, two, one. And she was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. So we had a nice moment. That's but but funny. was she like, how did you know? No, she totally was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. You lived, we all lived in the same unit. That's well, I know, but like if I was Alicia and she, if someone came up to me like, you lived in you three, two, Oh, we one. told her, we, no, yeah. <laughs> we told her about the mail. We're like, we used to get oh, okay. your mail. Well, that's yeah. the anchor of the story. Yes. That's, it's all oh, comes down Jen, to the mail. Yeah. Jen, Jen. So yeah. then you, so you started out here, you wanted to act or you wanted to write. What did you want to do? So I, I came out here and I wanted to act. And uh, and so when I was the receptionist at Kimmel, uh, after three months, they brought me in and they were like, would you like to be, um, it was the main producer's assistant and we're going to be developing other shows and like, we want to bring you in full time. And it was like this great gig. And I was like, you know, I'm a really bad receptionist. I'm actually really bad at this job. And they were like, you are? And they're like, <laughs> what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to act. And they were like, okay. And I was like, you know, I think I should leave. And they were like, are you quitting? And I was like, yeah, this has been so great. I'm going to like go follow my dream. So I <laughs> left. They were like, bye. And I like could have gone into like being, I mean, I should have stayed. I would have like probably been like an executive producer on one of his shows. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> really funny too, is that Molly McInerney. Uh, yes. His wife. She, yes. She was working on a desk and she actually, because I was so horrible at it, she taught me how to answer phones. Oh, funny. And, uh, was so good to me because I was a, I was just a disaster. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I went to Emerson. The only thing I learned how to do was like do a backward somersault. Like that's what I covered my first semester of college. So, um, so then I left and of course it's like, well, you have to have a job. So then, uh, I became a preschool teacher 
and no way. um and I did that uh and but it was great because I would like get out at 11 a.m. right or uh the latest would be noon and then I would do children's birthday parties on the weekends and I That's did that awesome. for that like that was my main hustle for a while until I started booking commercials and then I had like I saved up enough to like leave and like really hustle hard and start doing all that kind of stuff and what then what you do at children's birthday parties um, I ran the parties, so it would be um, like, now we're moving into the gym. All right, guys, let's like get in a circle, clap your hands three times. Like, here I am. Like, with a here. company, or are you? Yes, just a with drug? a place called it was called Creative Space. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I would, you know, carry out the cake and sing Happy Birthday, and we had like this whole crew, and it's really funny because now, I mean, I still see like all those people all the time, but you know, we've all moved on, thankfully. There were no How tragic funny. stories. Everyone's like done all right. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Um, but I I learned a lot about uh, families in LA from that job. Well, I'm sure you're getting a you're everything from the mom who's very particular to Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen any some famous things. parents? Oh, lots of famous parents. Lots of famous parents. Um we don't hold back here. I'm just, even now I'm like, I mean, there were so, and it was so exciting at the time, but now I'm like, I can't even, I can't even really remember. But I, Jamie Lee Curtis was there a lot. I her, love her. She's the best. And she was super cool. And she, she was would, in my dream last night. Oh, great. Whoa. Everything's Whoa. connected. I've See, worked with her. Really? Yeah. And she was lovely. And in my dream, she goes, so are you not acting anymore? Are you just going to retire? And I was like, I don't know, Jamie, maybe. <laughs> that was the conversation we had. Really? We were talking about directing. Isn't that weird? Whoa. Whoa. See, everything's connected. But she was really cool. And she would sit around and and talk to all of us who worked there like humans. And she would she would also say, I'm sure there's something. What what like why did you really move here? Or like tell me what oh, you so want to be. She like doing. engaged you. Yeah, she was great. And she gave me a book because at the time I was also teaching a class, like a fairy class to little kids, Mm -hmm. to like the three-year-olds. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, I have this book on fairies. And she gave it to me. Oh, wow. I remember she was like super nice. She was great. Um, But yeah, I've seen the dark side of things too at that job. But that's what I did for a long time. And then I met uh, this woman named Priyanka Matu at a wedding uh, about eight years ago now. And she was like, basically I had too many (laughs) drinks. And um, and then she contacted me on Facebook and asked me to go out. And I was like, I barely remember talking to her. Uh, <laughs> and we went out for drinks. And she was like, what are you working on? And I was like, nothing. I'm an actor. And she was like, no, like, what are you working on? You should be writing. And I was like, no, 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 no. And she was like, look, I'm going to tell you something. Your career is going to stay exactly where it is. If you just keep acting, you have to be creating your own content. And then from there, I started doing this live show in my house. So my husband and I, we actually uh, <laughs> live in Joni Mitchell's Laurel Canyon Ooh, house. stop you it. You do not. We do. Oh, my God. I just got chills. Oh, my God. And do she- you see that book right there? Where, Girls where, Like where? Us? Yes. I just started it. I've had it for years. And my girlfriend, who's obsessed with Joni Mitchell – we drive through Laurel Canyon and she used to stop and like look at like basically she stalked your old house your house we have a lot of stalkers I'm sure you do how long have you lived there um for for 10 uh 8 years 8 years yeah and so at the time, my husband and I had just moved in. So she still owns it. So she's my landlady. <gasps> Joni really Mitchell's kind of- your landlord? Yes, yes. How did that happen? 
She's um, never given up the house. She's never given up no, the I know house. That, but like, how do you like? How did she pick you guys? So the house kind of picked us, and it's weird. I guess this is kind of what happens with this house. So our next door neighbors are our very dear friends, and they eloped. They had been together for years, eloped, and we dog sat for them. And so my husband and I were just you know dating at the time, and we were like playing house, and so we were staying with them at their house, and we were like, oh my god, we love Laurel Canyon, and look at this house next door, and that's so magical. Imagine if we could live in a treehouse like that. And they came back, and we're like, oh my gosh, we love it. We want to move to Laurel Laurel Canyon, move in together. And they were like, oh my gosh, you need to move next door. The house is empty. It belongs to Joni Mitchell. (laughs) And like, and the people who lived there before, they've been gone for like a year. It's just been sitting there empty. So then we started breaking in and like going there and like hanging out. And we couldn't figure out how to get a hold of whoever was in charge of this house. Wait, stop. You were breaking in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yes. just, like, bypassed that real fast. Yes. Like, we, w- yes. W- we would totally break into this house. And it became, like, this thing where we started looking at other places in Laurel Canyon. And then at the end of every day, when we would look, I would cry to my now husband and I would be like, oh my God, but it's just like, I, but we're never going to get that house. And like, I just wish we could, but no other house feels like that house. And so at the end of that, every time we would go and look, we would go and it started where we would just but like you, peek through the windows. Yeah. And then, it, and then it turned into Van climbed through a window and we would let, <laughs> he would let me in through the front door. And then we would sit on the living room floor and it became like this thing for a couple of months. Like hanging, was there electricity in there? Or? Um, I don't think so. I think that no, electricity was off. Um, and it was empty except there was a seafoam green leather couch in the living room, and there was this weird, um, like wooden African mask in the corner. And then there was one room that was filled with lampshades, just tons of lampshades. And then another bedroom. Nicole Tom. Nicole Tom. (laughs) And then another room was filled with um, music equipment that had like touring equipment that said Joni Mitchell on it. Stop it. It was really crazy. So my cousin, I was talking to him about all of this and he was like, oh, you just find her business manager. And then I was like, well, how do I do that? And he's like, give me 10 minutes. And so he gives me her name and number, finds out. And he says, just cold call this woman. And so I did. And and I asked about the house and they were like, oh, Joni's been meaning to rent it out, but she doesn't want to put any signs up. She always says that the people who will live there, we'll find it. And so we had written a love letter to the house, but no one had picked up the mail. And we knew because we would go and look in the mailbox because we were breaking out. <laughs> and um, so they, we got the letter and Joni read it and deemed us magical and let us move in. And she's been our landlady for eight years. And it feels like it's one of the biggest, uh, creative endeavors slash responsibilities of mine and my husband's life. Do you have communication with her on the regular or not on the regular, but it's, we have like a very nice relationship and communication and, um, and it's just been like such a gift and not, you don't have to get into price, but is it reasonable? (laughs) That I cannot discuss as promised. Yes. Oh my God. But, um, but it's been wonderful. And, uh, and both, uh, and, but so all this to say, 
when I had, we had just moved into the house and then I had just met this woman pre at this wedding. And I was like, I have to do something in the house. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't know what, and it took me a couple months to figure it out. And I had at the time, my sister and I also, so I, I owned a, a summer camp for children for six years and love the kids. You love the kids. I don't have any and I love them. <laughs> you love the kids. Um, See, you got a new nanny. You got a new nanny. And, uh, so at the time I owned the summer camp and the musical director, we really hit it off and she was living in New York, but I was like, why don't you come and we'll just, we'll write a show and we'll see, we'll just do it in two weeks and we'll just have people over once and that'll be that. And the second we finished, everyone was like, so this is a thing now. And it took off like wildfire and we started doing these shows every couple of months or like every other month. It was really, cr- at the beginning, it was like very fast and furious and we wrote like so much material and we got into Just for Laughs, like, within a year. Oh, and, great. Um, and it just, like, it really took off. And then we ended up shooting a pilot on our own, like, really scrappy. And and we sold it. And then we got stuck in development hell. But it opened all these doors. And then we both started writing on our own. And, um, and, and it just, like, changed my whole life. So, really, it comes wow. back to – the house. It really changed everything. And it turned the, and all the shows. So it was like invite only, but then word would spread and be like, how do I get invited to this show? Because then it would turn into a party after. Right. And it was and in the living knows room. where it's at. Yes. Right. And, and the whole act, it was like a musical, we were, it was a musical comedy act and it was basically about how we were an odd couple. Um, and so, uh, would someone play piano? Yeah, Bianca, um, the other half of Zabruso. So Zabrowski and Caruso. And so we were Zabruso. And so she played the piano. And she's a phenomenal musician. Wow. Um, Like incredible. And then I'm a horrible singer. So the whole thing was like (laughs) she would belt out these tunes and then like I would come in, um, you know, and and – stop time. Um, so it was, that's really funny. It was a really, it was a really, really special time, but Joni found out about the performances and was super supportive about it. And, um, and we've even had like really amazing conversations and she's truly, she's just, she's a legend like being, I mean, give me a break. Yeah. She's, there's no one like her. There is no, like being in her presence, the little bit that I've you know, that I've been able to, she's so generous. And she's also, you just, you feel it right away. It's like, you've been around famous people. You live here. You, it's different. Like you meet her and you're like, oh, you've been touched by an angel. Like this is unreal. Wow. Is your husband in the business? Yes. Yeah. He's a screenwriter. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Wow. Joni Mitchell. That's wild. That is wild. I can't tell you how many times my girlfriend Kara has just been obsessed with Joni. We all are, but her in particular for years and the amount of times we've all, huh? We should have done this recording at her house. I know. (laughs) I'm like, that is where we record. Yeah. Well, you're listen, you can come over. I, I do feel like living there. Part of it is you have to let people come over. So yeah. I've had strangers be like, I, I'll meet them once. And I'm like, I really mean it. And they do. They come over. And, but yeah. how's the parking, more importantly? We have a giant driveway. So if you guys okay. came over, you'd be set. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, Thanks a lot, You've Christine. got to in Little yeah. Canyon. You and the kids. Always yeah. throwing us off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about like father. 
Um, yeah, it's a Netflix. It's a movie. movie. Yeah, it's a movie yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and my friend Lauren Miller Rogan wrote it and directed it, and it was on a cruise ship. And that's Seth Rogan's wife. Wife. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I, he was talking about this movie on the Howard Stern show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't I mean, hear like him. A, yeah. well, I don't know what year it was out, but it, this year. Was, yeah. It last, was really recent. Okay, th- yeah. He was talking about it maybe last, like maybe as they were making it. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Bell's in it. Yeah. Kristen Bell's in it. in it. And isn't Dax, is Dax in it too? Or no? no, Dax, Dax isn't, not, okay. but he was on the cruise ship, but right. he was <laughs> Yeah. Cause he was telling stories about the cruise ship and stuff. And I guess it was during the making of that movie. And there was a, uh, a huge hurricane. Now I'm oh, like, no. which one was it? Um, and so I missed, they all got trapped in Florida. And so there were two, two cruises, two one week cruises. And so for anyone I, who hasn't seen the movie, the whole movie takes place. You filmed the whole thing on a cruise ship. Yes. And are there other guests on the cruise ship that are just paying guests or did they rent out the cruise ship? No, it was, so it's the largest cruise ship in the world. And so most of it, I mean, we were a tiny slice of it. And so it was a regular cruise ship with, paying customers and we were just on wild cruise. I brought my parents um do they cover everything the the production yeah 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 huh. what are they gonna make you like pay? yeah come in this movie well, I don't make know. you pay I, for well she's bringing Netflix. her parents and stuff so I'm <laughs> well <laughs> I will say too that that Lauren like I said Lauren's one of my dearest friends and so my parents are my parents kind of work their way into all parts of my life. And so my friends are actually my parents' friends now. And so Lauren was very thrilled that they that they came for, you know, the cruise. Yeah. Oh, okay. So funny. Like bring yeah. people. Okay. My dad, my dad's a podiatrist. And oh. uh and so I said to my dad one night, he was like, Whenever, whenever they're shooting, just let me know. Like, you know, you're not even in the scene. I just want to be there. You know, I want to see. So I text my dad one night and I'm like, oh boy, okay, it's 10 o'clock. You know, my parents like to party. I'm like, he's probably had a few. I'm just going to text him, see, maybe he's asleep. He, sure enough, he's there in a, in a flash. He's loving it. And I said, Dad, listen, it's Kelsey Grimmer and Kristen Bell. This is actually a, this is a pretty deep scene. I'm like, I don't know how all actors work. You know, some people are like, fine. Other people, right. we really want to, you know, Kelsey Grimmer, he's a legend, you know, right. like, okay. Um, Dad, just be cool. Okay, don't talk to them, all right? Was his um, airline flight attendant wife there? Oh, she sure was. Oh. I mean, as a Bravo fan, you just said, I know you know the whole scoop. With the real housewife. She loves him. They are like very into each other. Okay. They act like teenagers. Okay. So sorry, I just need that. But I like that. Don't so don't talk. Don't talk to them. Just be cool. Now the cruise ship is docked in Florida. No, no, they're We're on a cruise. They're out at sea. How is your dad? Oh, oh, you mean he, because they took they him, were, he came on I the see, cruise? They yeah. were already on the boat. He got, got a free boat. cruise. Okay, I'm just getting the timeline. I'm getting the timeline. <laughs> so, uh, but sure enough, I turn around and in between takes, I see my dad oh my talking to Kristen Bell, and then I see her. <laughs> take off her Birkenstock and is holding her foot up to my dad. Shut up. And I'm like, oh my God, Stop this it. is not happening. And then she's laughing and she's great. So I knew I was like, okay, we're all, we're all good. But I went over and I was like, dad, dad. And he's like, she's got bunions. She's got a bunion, but I checked it out. <laughs> 
She doesn't need to. She's fine. She could go a couple more years. She doesn't need to have this taken care of just yet. P.S. I've known her for a long time and she was probably thrilled to get just like a quick diagnosis. (laughs) Oh, good. I get that out. Check that off the list. Right. Uh, So my dad, uh, he was the onset podiatrist. Yeah. That's great. No, it was great. It was super fun. But it was a great. It was like such a great time because we were on this cruise. Was the movie scripted for the most part or was there a lot of improv? and? No, I mean, Lauren... um, I mean, well, it's great. Like Lauren, much like, you know, Seth and they're like, Lauren and Seth are the most spectacular couple like that. I will. I love him. So I don't really know his wife that well, but I think he's amazing. They are both. They're just, I don't even know what to say about them. They're just the, the best people and they are so smart and they're so generous with their time and they will. I mean, they always give, they will always give me notes on everything. They will always like show up for all of their friends. They just, and they adore each other. I don't know. They're just like the coolest. They are the coolest couple. I love them. Um, But so much like Seth and how they work, that's like Lauren. Everything's very, very scripted. Um, And then she always gives room for for things afterwards. Like, yeah. They'll do a take for fun. Yeah. But she, um. Yeah, Lauren's as That's legit awesome. as they come. She's How did you amazing. guys meet? I met them. I'm um I when I was working at Kimmel, a producer there was like, I'm doing a comedy show. Will you work the door? I can't pay you, but I'll give you free drink tickets and your friends can come and they can drink for free too. And I was 22, so I was like Great. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I would work the door at this monthly show at the Elsid. And Lauren and Seth always came because they were friends with the producer, the other producer of the show. How funny. Um, and so that was like the first time I saw like uh Dimitri Martin and mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. and um Charlene Yee and um yeah, like all performers like that. It was the first time I saw that. And I was like, what is this? This is so cool. I love LA. We're in the basement of this Mexican restaurant. Is it, a, is it the L? Yeah, the L said. Well, yeah, that's El funny because this show started in the basement of another Mexican restaurant. Casita oh, Del Campo. One, yes, I love that place. Yes. I love that place. Yeah, that seems to be the way to go with yeah. comedy these days. Definitely. So. Oh, wait, yeah. I listened to your episode with Tom Link. Oh, oh yeah. yes, and I've well, he, seen. You know, he was a no show. Yes, uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> was I love that. But that's yeah, so Tom Lang. You, you know Tom? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nightmare. <laughs> love him to death. No, and I love him to death, but like so unreliable. But <laughs> this is part of his genius. I know. I know. He has a lot going on. He's, he's a lot of shit going on. Well, he's creating fashion from garbage. <laughs> you can't be accountable to yeah, everything. Oh. He's a creative genius. Tom so fucking Lake. He yeah. always comes. I'm like Jesus. I, I was. I was like, of course, he thought it was a different day. You know. <laughs> you know? But go ahead. Yes. So yes, it started. In, that's yes. where the comedy starts. Yes. So, so I you, met them. So they would come every month, and then um, and so I. That's how I met them. And uh, yeah. And so just just, just out of familiarity, they start chit chatting. I mean, it's got. Well, be- I became friends with the other producer, and then met them, and then um. And then they, then that producer sent me up with their best friend who is now still a good friend of mine, but we dated very briefly. And then Lauren, when we broke up, I was like, but I really like Lauren. And so Lauren and I went on our own 
dates and, oh, and now fun. we're dear friends. Well, and how did you meet great. your husband? And so I met my husband. Um, we were set up on a blind date uh, by uh, this guy, Todd strauss Schulson. He's a director. And he uh, – <laughs> I, I was – dating another guy and that guy broke up with me. I was very sad. And uh and I was at Todd's house and he was editing a project that I was working on and he was like, "Can you stop being sad? It's making me really uncomfortable." And Todd's like a very dry, like <laughs> wow, <laughs> sarcastic guy, but right. and he was like, "Do you want to go on a date with somebody else? How about this guy? I just met this guy. This guy, I was set up on a general meeting with this guy, and he, like, pulled him up, his picture. I was like, oh, he's really cute. He's like, I can tell he wants to meet someone. I can just tell this guy really wants to meet someone. He doesn't barely knows him. Barely knows him. He went on, like, a general meeting with him, like, just recently, and they were maybe going to work on something together. And uh, and he's like, you should go out with this guy. And set us up on a blind date, and uh, we – Went to the UCB to see a show. As we do. And then we went to Birds next door. Oh, I love Birds. I'm surprised you didn't go to La Poubelle, but go ahead. <laughs> and did well, you get a bourgeois pig after the birds? Well, we didn't. Be, I, we, I brought, the thing was, I was like, I wasn't sure. And I ended up bringing a lot of my friends. Uh, you know yeah, what? Okay. I can't believe my husband actually wanted to continue dating me. Like it was the, it was so, it was the worst. Like who does that? It was a terrible move on my part. Uh, I'll tell you who does that and did it to me. Uh, Carrie Russell. <laughs> she brought me as her like wingman, like, because are you ready? Do you want to hear the story? I'm so ready. Okay. I'm here to receive this so story. I've been, you know, I've known Carrie for a long time and, um, What's his name? That Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Thank you. Dean Kane had pretty much been like after her for months and months, and his publicist. It's a long time ago. Yeah, long. This is during (laughs) during Superman days when he was doing Superman. Um, It's called Lois and Clark. Whatever the Superman and Lois and Clark. It's stupid name. Just called Superman. He's Superman. Um, I mean, what are we? Who are we kidding? Lois and Clark? No, he's Superman. Um, Anyway, it was during that time. His publicist had called her publicist several times and kept just kept after it, you know. And then she was like, fine, I'll go out to dinner with him, whatever. So we went to Genghis Cohen, but she called me. She's like, you have to come with me <laughs> because she had no interest in him. But she just was like, I'll entertain him, but you have to come with me because I'm not. So literally, it's Dean Kane. <laughs> You were you witnessed the like the the, the yeah. worst, yeah, yeah, the awkward, awkward, the most awkward day ever. The coconut shrimp there, by the way, is amazing. I love a Genghis yeah, yeah. Cohen. Yeah. I okay. love, love it. Shrimp. So we ate we ate dinner there, and then we watched the show, like the band, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but it was I just love like that you're like a <laughs> chaperone. Yeah. yeah, I was a chaperone for Carrie Russell. So Anyways, go so back. So I brought so 20, twenty friends to right. chaperone me, which yeah. was just just such a poor move. And right. but he still he asked to walk me to my car, and then he did. And it's really funny because I'm I'm. Now, are your friends interviewing him at the same time and like some of them, like a little bit, but not I mean a little a little bit, but they were also I mean, I, I loved to date back then. You know, I would just like I was always like I always had like 
just always had a friend nearby, right. you know, like right. I, so they were just kind of like, okay, Jen's, you know. She's fine. She's fine. But they were probably drunk at that point. Totally. <laughs> so, but he walked me in my car and he was, I was like, thank you for walking me in my car. And he was like, I'd like to do it again sometime. And I was like, oh, just the way he said it. I was like, this guy's like a really nice guy. And I'm such an extrovert and Van is a deep, he's like deeply introverted and very, um, and He's like on the spectrum and he's just very serious. And uh, and so we were just like, we've always been this odd couple, but it's like we're just totally a perfect match also. And there was just something about it. And uh, I remember being like, huh, this guy's pretty great. And then uh, we were supposed to go on a date, just the two of us. And uh, at the time I was also babysitting. This was part of my, you know, my my hustle with all the children. And I was really hungry. And I, after I'd put the kids to sleep and I ended up eating dog food that I thought were like healthy LA mom cookies. No. And I was like, the first one I was like, oh God, this is terrible. But if so, of course. So the like, second one. I'm hungry. And then I took a third and I was like, God damn it, these are disgusting. And then uh and then I <laughs> finally <laughs> looked at the container and I was like, oh, I just ate dog food. I was like, <laughs> interesting. So then I went to sleep and uh and then the next morning I was like, I feel like I'm my insides are dying. And so I called Van and I was like, Okay, listen, I have to cancel our date, but I'm going to tell you something and I want you to know that I'm telling you the truth. I mean, I like lunatic. I can't, again, I can't <laughs> believe he wants to date me. And um and I want to tell you so you know that I'm not lying, but it's going to sound like it's a lie and also I want to reschedule now so you know that I really want to go on this date with you. Everything I told you about my husband, he takes a deep breath and he's like Okay. <laughs> I was like, so last night I was babysitting and I ate three dog biscuits thinking they were cookies and now I feel terrible. And he was just like, okay. And I was like, do you want to go out on this date? And he was like, great. And he like got off the phone. He like did not say anything. I was like, I'm never, this guy is not going to go on this date with me. But he did. And we've been together for 10 years. So, oh my God. Go. Yeah. At your amazing. wedding where the party favors dog biscuits? <laughs> they should have been. <laughs> no, but the story was told. It was, yeah, it was. Where'd oh, you guys get married? Where's he from? He's from New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. <gasps> no way. Yeah, we're in New Orleans. He, I love him already. He um he lives on Elysian Field. Oh, he's, yes. By the lake? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so He went to Jesuit. Oh, he did? I went to the school that I went to originally. Um, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was Aurora Gardens. I grew up in the West Bank. Nice. But I'm going to New Orleans for a wedding in a couple of weeks. It's And all my family's from there. My brother was born there. My sister... Then we moved to Florida. So my parents live in Florida, but I go to New Orleans every year, three or four times place. a year. It is oh my God. I can't tell her. I don't, it's changing a lot right now, which is bothering me. It's they're cleaning it up a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because the culture yeah. is just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to have that. They're really, uh, Disney's investing a lot of money into their port because they're going to start docking their cruise ships there. So the city is really cleaning it up for the family, make it more family. Like what they did to Times Square. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's kind of changing slowly, but surely I think it's going to be not the same kind of city, which sucks. Mm -hmm. The great thing is, is your husband's from there. So he knows the spots. Do you know what I mean? Big time. And his parents still live there and they are. Does he have the full on accent and the whole bit? Is his parents? Um, 
when his dad does. He's like, baby, how you doing? You talking like it. that? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, now listen, Jen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very, I, I mean. Did you get married in New Orleans? We did not. So we got married at the house. <gasps> oh, <laughs> was Joni there? No. Oh, my God. Of course. I mean, of course you get married at that house. Duh. Yeah. How many people did you have at your wedding? 75. Oh, wow. How- and my next door neighbors, who I told you about, who how we found the house. And um, my next door neighbor, her name is Annie Campbell. And she is a party planner, caterer to the stars. And she planned our whole wedding, too. Shut up. So it was very magical. Because it was very like charmed. our, yeah, our neighbors so cool. through our wedding. It was like beautiful. It was beautiful. She transformed the space, and I thought you were going to say she opened the gate. It was like a compound. Was it expensive? Her house and your house. Was it expensive? Well, we did, we did. Was it expensive? It was so expensive. No, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh, it was that's gorgeous. So cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your podcast. Yes. So you have a podcast called "Let's Talk About Britney." We need to talk. Sorry, about Britney. we need to talk about. <laughs> you know, Christine. We need to talk about Britney. I know you got to um, get this right. I know. Okay, and uh, you can find it on all the platforms. All the platforms. Where you find your podcasts. And I've listened to several of your episodes, and they're really quite interesting because you have people that are just fans of Britney. You have people that are like like experts, I'll say, in pop culture that, that write about music and write about pop culture and really know like the history of pop in the early, you know, from the 90s into the early 2000s. Um, what made you so obsessed with Britney Spears? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. That's what did it. I mean, were you always I, a fan? Always from, I mean, I say day one, but day one, you're like day one Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse Club, Club or is it day one? Right. So I'm talking day one, solo Britney, Catholic school uniform. I went to Catholic school my whole life. My uniform was pretty much identical to Britney Spears. And at the time I just so felt funny. totally seen by her. And also I love I love mass enthusiasm and I feel like we're now at a place there's so much out there and it's all about niche entertainment. Yep. And this was the last kind of like where it was a monoculture. It was like everyone knows who Britney Spears is and there were so many like I just remember being in those arenas and just it was like we are all here for this person and everyone screaming and it just made me feel so, so alive. <laughs> I just loved it. And I, and I also, I mean, it started with Janet for me. I loved, yeah. I'm I a loved, huge, I can't wait till she's in Vegas. I know. I, so excited. I will be there. Yeah. I will we so should go be together. there. I, listen. What about me? I want to go. You have two kids. <laughs> You'll I, be late. Uh, she had, <laughs> she wants a nanny. This is, <laughs> right. I'll tell you something really sad. And every time someone mentions Janet, I get a little pang in my heart. Cause when I was pregnant, uh, she went back on tour when I was pregnant with Georgia. And I remember when she came to the Hollywood Bowl, I looked up the tickets and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be like five weeks out of having this baby. I'm buying two tickets. And that's going to be my first night out. And I'm going. And I bought the tickets. I was so excited. And then she got pregnant and she had to to um, postpone the tour. To go so, to Dubai. Yeah. So fine. So a year goes by. I still have these tickets. The Ticketmaster people, they tell me they're good. You just have to wait until it comes back around. Da, da, da. I never got the GD email that she was coming back to the Hollywood Bowl. No. And I finally looked up, like, I saw something on Instagram that she was somewhere. And I go, oh my God, I wonder when that show date is. I missed it by like a week. Did you get your money back? Nope. 
I oh. called them and said, how can you no. do this? How can you not send an email telling everybody that the show is happening? People not aren't just like waiting look. for it, looking for it. They're like, yes, yeah, sorry, non-refundable, sorry. They would not give me my email. Send a letter back. to Janet. Go back to Brittany. Go yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't even care about the money. I care about not seeing it. I was not really Well, she's going to have a residency in Vegas. And we will go. Okay. The okay. three of us will yes. go. Okay. We Let's will do it. see Janet. We will. We want to. God, because she's amazing. There's no one... Like the way Janet moves and commands yeah. a, an audience, and I, it was the I, when I saw her in concert when it was the If tour. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my friend was on that. Really, I have a lot of dancer friends I've worked with Janet because of that world. I was in that world because of the Mouse Club and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Ann Fletcher used yes. to, you know, Ann Fletcher because yeah. I saw her in your yeah. IMDb. Um, I'm obsessed with her. I she used her. to choreograph the party from the Mickey Mouse Club. Are you, wait, did you work on the Mickey Mouse Club? Well, I did a couple episodes, but my best friends were the Musketeers. So that's who I moved out here with. He was like the oh chaperone. My gosh. Wait, so Nikki Deloge <laughs> yeah. was on Nikki. the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She is amazing. I wasn't there that day when she did. She, Christine knows her, but mm-hmm. I've known her from the Mouse Club. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I know all those guys. Oh my gosh. I want to talk to you after about you. You've got a story and like things that I would love. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. we're going to. Oh my gosh, New <laughs> well, Orleans, all of it. Uh, and speaking of, so one of the episodes I, I was listening to um, from your podcast, um, you were talking before your guest came on and about your love for Pitbull. Yes, <laughs> and there was this whole like thing about we were talking about Britney and Pitbull and Mark Anthony and this like weird sort of you know collaboration they did. But then you got into some conversation about Pitbull versus DJ Khaled that I thought was really interesting. I missed that episode. Khaled's my brother. DJ Khaled is your brother? yes. <laughs> when she that's said, who I just said happy birthday to. When, and then when she was like DJ Khaled, I was like, that's funny. You can call your brother DJ Khaled. No, no, that's is, his brother. He is DJ Khaled. <laughs> Wait, I can't. I can't. What's happening to me right now? This is like me telling me that Wait, you're living in Tony Mitchell's I'm house. Leaving yeah. my body. I can't. Yeah, he's yeah. my he's my little brother, and today's his birthday. <laughs> She's walking around now. She's hugging him. She can't handle, she can't handle it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. What's happening? Wait, I'm sorry. I'll collect myself. No, go ahead. I, okay. Your brother, Mm -hmm. and now this makes so much sense and just sitting in a room with you. Okay. Wow. Deep breath. So, I believe, so I'm not a Britney expert. I am a Britney intuitive and I love reading (laughs) people's energy. Yeah. And like, so I, my, I feel like my podcast is very niche because sometimes like the stands will come for me and they'll be like, this is completely wrong. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to know this fact. What I'm saying is I know how Britney felt in that moment. Right. Because I heard a couple episodes. I was like, I don't think that's right, but all right. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, (laughs) so yeah, you got it. You've nailed what the podcast is all about. So I think that. Your brother is just, he is, he is the joy bringer. Like, he brings the joy. He is like, he is joy personified. Mm hmm. Huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> wow. He is that. Well, he, a couple of things that I love that he calls his wife his queen. Yes. He does. He is definitely, yes. Go ahead. And that he, he, I mean, his son is like his- Assad, right? yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. 
Khaled growing up, uh, Khaled has always been a fun person. He's, but he's, uh, how do I explain Khaled without being a dick? Um, cause I love him. He's my brother. But it's your brother. But he's also right. your brother. Yeah. He's my brother. So I know the real side of Khaled. Yes. You know, the inner Khaled. Yeah. Uh, he is like myself. We're connectors and we love to like, we we're, yeah. we're giving with the heart and I sound angry all the time, but like I always favors no problem. And Khaled is the same way. We just grew up that way. Yes. But it can't stop from his money. Like he, since he was 15 years old. I mean, his first, he dropped out of high school at 15 to DJ. Yeah. And when he saw how much money he was making at like, cause there was no teen clubs in Orlando. Uh-huh. So he rented a banquet hall and did a teen night and he saw how much money he was making. He from let the it. girls in for free. He yeah. charged the boys, boys 10, 15 bucks. Went and got sodas from, from Costco. Costco. Hired a security like guard. 20 grand, like 20 grand. And so he was like, told my dad I'm dropping out of high school. I mean, he's like, he knows. So it's about the money. He's an entrepreneur. He's, like yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he no one's, no business. one's getting out of his way when it comes to money. Yeah. Because it's not like, um, yes, I, you can totally see that he is the ultimate connector because he just knows the people he wants to be working with. And my, one of my favorite stories, and I, I think about this a lot. Actually, my husband and I, we bring up this story all the time. Okay. I can't remember where I heard this, but he, it's him. To, it's your brother talking about it, that when he was on tour with Beyonce mm-hmm. and he wanted to do he wanted to do a song with Beyonce and with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And he would see Jay-Z all the time backstage, but he knew to not bring it up as they're just hanging out, to be like, I want to do a song, that he needed to mark it as, I want to talk to you right. about business right? Mm-hmm. and to make, to make that statement and that he kind of like made an appointment. He was like, Jay, I want to talk to you about something. Yes. When is that going to happen? And yeah. Jay was like, okay. And, and then Jay-Z was like, yes. And then it all happened organically, but it wouldn't have happened because it's like not the time. You don't just bring it up. You have to make an appointment. Right. And, With yourself, you know? Well, Khaled is an appointment kind of person. I make an appointment to see my nephew. <laughs> I make it, my dad, he makes an appointment to see Khaled. Like, it's like, everything's about appointments for him. That's so it makes total sense. Um. And I, I, I don't know, that really stuck with me. And with my husband, too. And we talk about it all the time. And it's like, oh, there's a time and place for everything. And especially, I think, when it's weird because being in a, a creative industry, the lines are so blurred. And mm-hmm. um, and so it's about carving out time for different things and to be smart about it, to work it like a business. Yeah, no, he works everything like a business. That's so interesting. Wow. So you have like a really unique perspective on all things pop culture. I mean, yeah. And especially the music industry. Well, Khaled got it. I mean, I don't want to talk about Khaled the whole time because we want to get back to Britney and you. Um, His, he used to be a ball boy for the Orlando Magic and Shaq was playing on the Orlando Magic and Shaq sort of gave him his first break with beats because Shaq was doing his first album. And he, they, the team loved Khaled. They just loved him. And they bought him as his first like radio system for his birthday and this whole thing. And he, Khaled did the beats for Shaq on his first album. 
And that's, you know, he started getting involved in all the whole thing. He was self-taught the whole bit. Wow. Are yeah. you also in the music business? Yeah. I was musical theater major, believe yeah. it or not. So I was, yes. I, and I was going to be in, <laughs> I was going to major in music. Uh, I was a countertenor and my voice changed my senior year of high school. So I lost that um, opportunity because I was like, what's his name? Brady from, um, I, oh, yeah. my voice was just changing. So I stopped and then I ended up going to New York and auditioning for AMDA. And I went to school there and studied musical theater. Wow. Yeah. But what, so that do you have other siblings? We have a sister who works at a, she manages a dermatology office. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Your family <laughs> really just is giving me everything. Oh yeah. No, like no, that's no. all I could ever. Yeah. You should watch the, the <laughs> VH. The, I think it was BT or VH1. They did a, uh, uh, who was her? Angie. What? Uh, anyway, there's a whole thing that just where Khaled reveals about what, how he got anxiety, and you'll see pictures of my family, me, my parents, my sister. Oh, and stuff interesting. On it. Yeah, I want to. Which I didn't give approval, but all right. Um, <laughs> well, make an appointment. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh. but now I see the family resemblance. Yeah, we have the too. same uh, the eyes. Yes, the almond eyes. It's crazy. Like when, and I, I love hearing about their family because it's just, we're fucking crazy family. Yeah, and it's like so foreign to me because they, I mean. Their Middle Eastern family, their culture, their religion, everything is like very different from how I grew up. But they, I'm also an only child, and they have like when they have a, a, a birthday or a family reunion or a wedding, it looks like my graduating cl- high school class. Like it's yeah, the largest know. picture I've ever seen. I'm like, all these people are your cousins? He's like, yeah. Oh, that's my cousins, my uncle. Yeah. That's my other aunt. We're first generation Americans, and we, my brother, my father is one of six brothers, and that's how he tells her. He goes, "I am one of six brothers." A lot. That's how he talks, <laughs> you know. Anyways, so lots of cousins. We all grew up together. We all moved every time. Some one of them would move. We all end up moving. So all our cousins are like brothers and sisters to us. This is amazing. So this is the funny story that happened this past week. Is my cousin's daughter, who literally grew up like my sister. Um, the closest one that my family is to her daughter's getting married. And she's like, I will have to invite Khaled, but I don't want to invite Khaled. I go, I know because no one's going to pay attention to, to the wedding, to the wedding. To the wedding. <laughs> It'll be a disaster. And I'm like, well, you should invite him. Cause he's not going to come anyways, because he doesn't want to deal with the family either, you know, in that sense. Cause it's just going to be bombardment, you know? So will you sell, will you celebrate Thanksgiving altogether? No. So I'm doing Thanksgiving here. Khaled, I think, is the new, you know, because he's pregnant again. Okay. Um, so I think he's, I talked to my dad yesterday. I think Khaled's in New York. My parents and my sister are in Florida. Okay. So, yeah, no. They just saw, they all just got together in October for Assad's birthday. I mean, it's got to be, you guys are all very, well, I mean, from what I know of, my perception of Khaled and then sitting here with you, you're very warm people. Oh yeah. 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 My mother, just to give you like a little, we used to own clothing stores in the mall. I lo- I'm loving Khaled everything. and I were kiosk kids. Like we, all our friends worked at the fucking mall, you know, like we yes. grew up, after school, we went to the mall, you know, if, if we wanted to see our family, cause they worked from nine to nine every day. So we'd have to go to the mall. I, my job, my first, Job was at the merry-go-round, the clothing store, right next door to my parents' store because I knew my parents wouldn't pay me. So I was like, fuck you. I'm getting a job next door, you know? So we grew up in a mall. So, but my friends would come to see if I was at the mall 
or Khaled's friends would come and see if he was at the mall. And my mom would be like, no, honey, he's not here, but here, king, take $20 out of the register, go, go get lunch. You know, so like every, that's just how my mom and my parents were. It was just like that, you know, it was just weird. I, you have to go on our Instagram and troll through some of the comments because his mom will comment and it's the sweetest thing. Yeah, it's just funny. She's love so you, mommy. Love you. They call <laughs> yeah, but it would just be like yeah. random like pictures. It's, like, it's, love it's you, mommy, all so the best. My mom calls us mommy and my dad calls us daddy. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's really cute. Wow. This was just – I'm so glad I didn't know this beforehand. That reveal (laughs) – I feel like I was on a game show and someone just, like, surprised me. This is your life. I was making making dinner last night and I was listening to your podcast and I was laughing so hard. So what was she saying about Khaled and and Pitbull? No, just like the the difference. Like, that Khaled is, like, joy, but, like, Pitbull is, like, you know, sending the joy to the people. It was just, like, a difference in, you know, performance. Yeah, I think that – um, that Pitbull like feels the joy. He's like, like feeling himself. And like Khaled is like, I'm going to bring the joy. Like I am going to create the party. Like I'm going to make right. all of you feel so good. Whereas like uh, Pitbull is making everyone in the audience feel so good because he feels so good. Well, Khaled takes, a, he takes the philosophy and, and I think it's on accident because as smart as he is, he's not this smart, but like Twitter and square and like, you know, all that stuff. The reason it works is it's because it's accessible to and free. Right. So Khaled's philosophy is I'm going to tweet where I'm going to be. If it's on the corner at the McDonald's, I'm tweeting it or I'm going to, or, or Snapchat it. And I'm going to let the fucking fans come to me and be accessible to them. And that's where people are like, he's accessible. He, he, you know, which most celebrities would never do that. Right. Yeah. It's like, there's something about him where, where he feels like this thing of like, he, you feel like you are Khaled because the way he is around celebrities um, and the way he starts every song with like, we the best right. music. Like, <laughs> it's like we the best, but it's like whoever is beside right, him. Right. And so he's like, you. it makes you feel like you're a part of it as a listener because you feel like you're him. And you're like, or maybe that's just how I I feel very I I'm very much a connector and I want people to feel great about what they're doing and like when I ran the summer camp I would always end up saying and I didn't even realize it I would say we're doing it like yes. whatever the rehearsal yeah, was yeah. or the moment or like and um and so that was like my version of like we the best music it's like we're doing it like we're on this road we're on this path and like I think it it just he's just like the greatest hype man in in a, yeah. in a oh, sense 100% for no, sure. no, no. and he's got a really good way of collaborating with artists like his sensibility with like the whole Rihanna thing and the and the uh the Beyonce and the Jay-Z's and he's just he knows his place he wants to create good music in his head everything's a hit he'll stand in the background as long as he can say we the best or another one or you know yeah. DJ Khaled that's all he needs you know <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah it's wild um, okay, before we wrap up, Jen, I want to ask you a couple of rapid fire worst evers. Yes. Um, Go ahead. Worst ever audition. <laughs> um, worst ever audition. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
Um, oh God. I mean, so many are just so horrible. I'm just trying to think of even like, um, my God, well, this, I don't know if this has ever happened to, to you guys, but when it's going badly and you just, I, I just start going, I just then decide I'm going to go as quickly as I possibly can. Oh, all the time. And it's like a blackout experience. Um, Are you just like running through the lines like as fast as you can? As fast as you can. And you're just like, I've got to go. I've got to go. Um, And you just feel, it's just such a, you just feel so powerless. I think the thing I enjoy most about writing now is that you're just in a, you have more power. Like, I had a horrible meeting as a writer recently, and I was like, you know what? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cut you off. I have another meeting to get to. If you have any other questions, like, contact my manager. This has been so great. I have to go. And I left, and I was like, I never would do that as an actor to be like, you're not giving me the time of day, and, like, this isn't going to work out. There's something about, like, when you're in an audition, I, you just – I feel like I'm like, I want this person to like me even right. if I know I'm like, this isn't working. Yeah. Right. But as a writer, you're just sitting there and you're like, listen, this isn't going to work. And even right. if you said yes, do we really want to be on a notes call with each other in a couple months? This sounds right. horrible. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, I can't even remember specifically, but just like when I black out. That, well, probably- well, most of them are blackout. Like when we were doing the live show – I'd have to have the actors that were going to do the following month shows come to see the one before so they can get – Like remember. Remember. It so was by hearing, jogging your, your brain, brain about – Just oh, to remember because no. like, oh, God, you know, because everyone blacks out, actors especially, they black out and they don't want to remember it, you know. So that's <laughs> – we have to like go, just yeah. come to this show. <laughs> it'll jog your memory on other things and then you'll have material. Trust mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, worst ever – uh, date. I guess, well, you kind of talked about your first date with your husband, but were there any dates before that? Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went on a date with a guy who wrote jingles for commercials. Ooh, ooh, go ahead. (laughs) And he was, he, he thought he was doing me a favor. (laughs) <laughs> by going on this date with me. Jingle man. And I was like, you write jingles. Like, I know that I'm currently teaching preschool and I'm 23 years old, but like, you write jingles. Like, that's cool, but why do you why do you dislike me so much? And also, I was just more curious where I was like, why are you here? Why did you say yes? What was and he like, doing? Was your... He... um. I mean, just automatically was like, where do you like to go on vacation? And like, what's your favorite, um, like, what's your favorite Four Seasons? Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, what's your, it was just all about like stuff and things. And I'm like, but how do you feel about those stuff and things? Like, dude, if you love this one, if you have a favorite Four Seasons, let me hear about it. Why? Like, what's the weird, you know, like cool pudding in that breakfast buffet that really lights your fire. Like, I want to know about it. But if you're just like, just name I do stuff. love a Four Seasons, though. Who, Who doesn't? doesn't? <laughs> but how pretentious. Yes, but, but talk about how much doing. you love he that just, Four Seasons bed. Like, let me hear yeah, about it. Like, I like, because not, the, you, know, you know what the best bed is? What? Holiday Inn Express. What? Don't lie. I'm not lying. They have the best mattresses I've ever slept in. What are they? Come on. I don't know. I've been, you didn't check? 
No, my my fr- my cousin works at one in New Orleans, another Khaled, and she um and I so she puts me up at her hotel because I get her employee rate, and I've stayed at other holidays and I go, what the hell is this mattress? I've never slept so well in my life. We gotta find out. So I'm gonna find out for you, Jen. But that guy was not. Go ahead. That guy was not cool. And then he was like, he really. I was like, this date is going just terribly wrong. Also, I, I think he was disappointed when he found out that I was not Jewish because we were set up by the woman who owned the preschool. And and so he just, I think he thought, and he was very disappointed when he found out I wasn't. And so I think that might have been what started his attitude. But then he really wanted to take me back. He really wanted me to see his apartment. And I'm like, so wait, now is he going to try to like sleep with me? No, he just oh, wanted no. me to see his cool pad. Again, I was 23, so I was like, this is so weird. And it was like a nice condo, but it was not, again, you guys, come on. It was just like, I was like, Listen, really? those jingles, they make a lot of money. And then, uh, <laughs> what is that, lamp from Ikea? You put that together yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Where was the apartment? In Venice. Oh, I hate Venice. I hate beach people, period. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. You know I, I agree. I hate beach people. People who are like, well, yeah, I'm with you. We're like, I just, I have to live on the West side. I could never come in East. It's like, really? Oh, I've been here 26 years. I've been to the beach here maybe three times. I hate beach people. And don't send me angry letters, beach people. (laughs) I don't care. It's too slow there for me. Everyone is on their own fucking weird trip. And I hate beach people. I say to the Floridians, I'm from Florida. I say to the people on the Gulf Coast, been there, done it. I ain't. I don't like the beach. You don't seem. I yeah. Your back. I don't mind a Hawaii because that's a whole different experience. Different vibe. Different experience. Okay. It's an island. The beach people get over it. Not into it. <laughs> I hate San Diego. I'm, San Diego makes okay, me fucking no, crazy. Okay. I just had to vent. Sorry. San Diego. All right. But uh, don't write me hate letters. I get it. If you're from the beach, you. I don't want to hear about how amazing it is and the fresh air and all that bullshit. Okay? Go ahead. Um, do you have any worst evers? Do I? Yeah, that you want to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jen. Worst vacation ever. Worst vacation ever was... Worst vacation was probably... Um, well, this is a family trip. <laughs> I was a child. We were going to my aunt's wedding in the station wagon. I'm all the way in the back, like the way, way back. I had lice (gasps) on the way to my aunt's wedding. So I have lice. So they put me in the way, way back. (laughs) My grandmother and my sister are in the middle and my parents are up front. Then we we hit a deer. (gasps) Oh, my God. And it was – Pitch blackouts. This is before cell phones. So right. we yeah. have like one headlight and we can kind of get over to the side. We get on it. My dad gets on a pay phone to call for help. I wonder, I or maybe, I don't know what he did because we were able to drive the car. But then my grandmother, being like a protective mom, was like getting out of the car being like, oh my gosh, you're going to freeze to death out there, Joe. And like trying to put his her, her sweater around his shoulders. And he's like, mom, stop. And I just remember that all happening. And then my mom dealing with her mother-in-law. And you're like scratching and then your I'm head. I'm like scratching my yeah. head. And then, and then I got car sick. And then I threw up out the window as the car was moving, as they tried to pull over again now with the broken like – light and the whole thing and we like hit a deer it was terrible it was just the worst the deer 
Um, I think was it, so. Were you from like Indiana or something? I know. Don't I give those vibes? Yeah. I'm from upstate New York. Okay, I was going to say upstate was my other guess. I'm from upstate New York, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, did you make it to the wedding? We made it to the wedding. <laughs> Also, I was thinking, and now I am an aunt, and as we've discussed, I love children, but like my aunt let me stay in her house days before her wedding with lice. What? No one thought about going to get like a treatment? Like a treatment? Like a shampoo? Oh, no, no. I was um, sitting on the toilet as my mom scrubbed my head with like the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my parents took care of me. Okay. I was going to say, dude, I need to call CPS or what's going on? But I was still the child with with lice as we, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, I mean, but as a bride, I would have been like, I love my niece. Do not touch me. Right. Can you imagine? I am so, whenever Georgia comes home with lice, that's going to be, I'm going to be like. What's going to happen? I know. know I'm like, I'm just, I put her hair in braids the last few days because I was like, I can't deal. And you get these emails now from the school that are like, just to let you know, parents, there has been a reported case, a confirmed case of hand, foot, and mouth. And I'm like, that's the most disgusting hand, foot, and mouth. so bad. Is we just had it. You did. We were not patient zero, but she definitely oh, got it. My sister went through it with her kids, and I was just pink like, eye is also pretty gross. Pretty gross. I yeah, used to get pink eye gross. every spring. <laughs> well, you need to wash your hands more. As a kid. Hold on. Well, you should have washed your hands. More. I don't like to wash my hands. I need the bacteria. <laughs> but um, so lately, and I'll tell you one gross story, and then and then we'll let you go. But uh, because it's been so dry, both the kids had um, colds the last few. Uh, weeks. So there's been a lot of runny noses, but also like a lot of dry, cracked skin. Mm. So between the wiping of the nose and all of that, George has been like, it got really raw. And of course there was a scab. And mm. so then she's picking the scab because she's three and a half and she's picking her lips because they're like, they're dry. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to put Vaseline all over her damn face. Anyway, so it's just gotten really bad and it's not healing properly like it should because she needs to just keep her hands away from her face. And we've tried all kinds of different things. And finally, Brandon, yesterday I come home and she goes, mama, daddy said I have to wear a mask. And I went, (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know what she's talking about. And I go, what What kind of mask? What do you mean mask? And she goes, because I'm picking my lips, I'm picking my nose. Daddy said I have to wear a mask. I don't want a mask, mommy. And I said, okay. And Brandon comes in and shows me on his phone. He goes, yeah, I told her she's going to have to wear this mask. He shows her a wrestling mask (laughs) that looks like when you're doing competition wrestling, it's a padded mask. That literally goes over your oh, whole you mean face. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Dad. really frightening looking. And and he's like, well, we just can't be picking our, our nose and our lips because we're going to wear a mask. And I was like, oh, you don't definitely don't want to wear a mask. That would be bad. That would be probably very uncomfortable. <laughs> so this morning she comes in the first thing she says, I didn't pick my lips or my nose all night. I don't wear a mask. <laughs> we were like, okay. It all right. You're like, it's, it worked. It's good. But that now is... she's obsessed with the mask. And I just feel uh, like maybe we've gone down the wrong path. You did. That is horrible. Well, but tell you know, my psychologist husband. Any, yeah. any, is your husband a psychologist? Yes. I mean, <laughs> this can't be good. I told him, I think I was like, I think you're failing oh at your job here. I feel like there could be repercussions. Well, they did that Kimmel thing with the kid, with the, the candy. candy. Yeah. Yes. And I almost, lo- I was like, I'm calling CPS. It was so like, sad. Yeah. She like started to cry, but then she looked at me and I said, are you crying? And she's like, and I said, are you sad? Are you mad at mommy? And she's like, no, it's okay. And I felt horrible. Right. It went completely awry. And then I got the candy and she started laughing. I told her it was a joke. I know, it's horrible. 
Um, terrible parents. Terrible there. parenting. <laughs> major parenting fails over here between right. Halloween and a mask. Oh my God. Guys, uh, yeah. you're doing the best you can. Which That's isn't all great. that we can Are you doing do. the elf on a shelf? Yeah, I actually pulled the book out today. Okay. Um, I got to find the elf. I don't remember where I put it. Just go buy a new elf. We, yeah. We're super weird in our house. Again, we have no children. My husband and I do the elf on the shelf. We've done it for five years. We it's fun. It. Well, my friends, they'd go to the extreme with the elf. Oh, yeah. That, like, oh, they do, do the setup and the things. They and do the, like, like crazy setups. Like take probably a couple hours a night while they're sleeping. Like, like very- Elaborate. 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 Like Busy Phillips. Yeah. She does yes, that. I love yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. does she does big time crafting for yeah. the the elf on the shelf. So all right, fun. listen, we said it all. Where can we find your podcast? You can find We Need to Talk About Britney. We any, need to talk about Britney. Anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm on a lovely network called Erios. Erios, all women. All women. I went uh, to that party. The you launch did? party. Yeah. I was away. I missed it. Free booze and food, honey. You should have Gotta went. love yeah. it. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> love it. I was like, ACAS has got a budget. Mom, mama loves her wine at four o'clock. <laughs> but yeah, you can find you can find it wherever you listen. You can follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Zaborowski. And uh and yeah. Guys, thanks for having me. Oh my god, oh, I was so excited blast. to have you. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you check out our episode. We are both going to be on. We need to talk about Britney as well. We're, We're going to talk about it all about Britney. Britney. We're excited. <laughs> you can find me at Yo Lakin on all social, and you can find me at Alec Led. Don't ask. You got to really change. Your I got to call Jack Dorsey. No, you don't. <laughs> it's actually very easy. Just give me your phone. All right, I'll do it. I'm scared to do it. What you- if I lose all my followers? <laughs> all 15 oh, and you can find us at worst <laughs> ever podcast and worst ever PC on Twitter email us at worst ever podcast at gmail.com thank you for your lovely emails we have gotten them and we will read a few next time and Rob thanks for being here hey thank you so much you can find me on Twitter at para and you can find me on Instagram at para.jpg so stupid <laughs> thanks for all the support everybody hey, you talk too much Rob <laughs> Rob I'm, I'm Bye. working on it Thank you. Bye. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. Hi, my name is Dr. Chatterjee, host of the Feel Better Live More podcast, which helps you 
to become the architects of your own health. Each week I cover topics like nutrition, sleep, mental health, purpose, movement, and last week I spoke to the inspirational Esther Perel about the problems with modern relationships and how we fix them. You can search for my Feel Better Live More podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.